real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugal Predator Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah St. John. And my guest today is the founder of Master Talk, where he coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become top 1% communicators in their industry. Welcome to the show, Brendan Kumarasamy. It's good to be here, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Can you give us a little bit of your background and how you got into speaking? Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that, Sarah. So it all started in business school. I was in college and I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerves. So while other guys my age were playing rugby or baseball or football or some other sport, you probably wouldn't see me playing. I did presentations competitively. And that's why Vern has speak. But the intention was never to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be an executive at a company. So I worked at IBM for a few years. But I had the idea for Master Talk. Because I realized, Sarah, that everything that I'm sharing with the students wasn't available for free on the internet. So I started making videos and it just led to a, ac- a coaching business accidentally. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I to your YouTube channel and you have like, what, 27,000 subscribers, it looks like? Yeah, it's pretty wild. How long did it take to build that up? It took almost four years, actually. Okay. So, so I started in January 2019. It was mostly a side hustle, you know, speaking about, you know, frugal partnership. It was, it was definitely fruitful. You know, I was making videos in my mom's basement. I had a phone. I had zero money. And I was just doing it on the side while I was working my corporate job. And it just grew into something. I thought, what? So then do you primarily just offer free information on YouTube? Or do you also do like private coaching and consulting? Or how did I'm curious how you make money with it? Because I just saw the YouTube channel and I'm like, is everything free? Absolutely, Sarah. So, so definitely I, I think this was going to be a business at the beginning, right? I was just making free videos. And trust me, YouTube does not make you a lot of money. You're doing like what? 150, 200 bucks a month, maybe in ads. But I'm spending a thousand a month on production. No winner here, except for the world, because they all get free resources. But what happened, Sarah, is in the back end of that YouTube channel, I was able to build a really successful executive coaching business for communication. And the reason is, going back to Kevin Kelly's article, for those who don't know, called The Thousand True Fans, essentially is, if you've got a thousand people who love you and are willing to spend a hundred bucks on you a year, which is not much to ask, you can make a hundred grand a year and just do what you love to do. But in my business, Sarah, what's cool is I don't need a thousand true fans. I just need 50 for a hundred because we charge thousands of dollars, right? Because if we get their next promotion, it's worth the fee. So out of my 27,000 followers, I might have a hundred of those people become paid clients. And that's more than enough to make good things. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So can you kind of go into public speaking for someone who maybe has never done public speaking and is, first of all, how do you know if that's the right thing for you to do? Right. So I would say the context of this show where people are looking at entrepreneurial journeys, I'm assuming some people are listening just probably want to be entrepreneurs. For that community, communication is a must. And the reason is because it affects every part of your business. The way you sell clients into your offer, the way you give speeches and, and get people to know more about you, the way you post on social media, the way you market, literally everything that you do is attached to communication. So in that realm, communication is essential. We need to learn it. 
But then the next question becomes, how do we do it in a way that's it's comfortable for us? Because some of the people listening to this might be more introverted. And for people who don't want to be entrepreneurs, think about the next stage of your career, right? Because if you want to be at the top of that food chain, want to be a vice president, want to be an SVP, most of those roles are 90% people management, where you're just managing other people. So knowing how to communicate is really important. And if you're not in either two of those categories, then the third piece is simply think about how communication can affect the quality of your life. The way you talk to your family, the way that you're to food at a restaurant, the way that you make these friends, communication helps them achieve those outcomes. But it's important for everybody. Especially for entrepreneurs who I'm kind of thinking about speaking. That's kind of my next thing. Like at podcast conferences and whatnot. What tips do you have? Like, what are some things we need to keep in mind when we're speaking? Absolutely, Sarah. So let's keep this really simple today. For me, communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. One of those balls is storytelling, body language, smiling, vocal to a variety pace, and get really confusing really fast. That's why for me, it's always been about one ball at a time. What is the easiest ball that we could juggle in the air to get started right away? And for me, that ball is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like both, like goat, like toast, like master, and create random presentations out of thin air and do that a few times today. Why? For a few reasons. One, it helps you think very quickly on your feet. Instantaneously. You don't really need to do this with anyone. You do this with yourself. And the other reason is if you could make sense out of the nonsense, you could make sense out of anything. And the random word exercise is usually harder than anything else you could do in your communication. So I would start there. Can you give us like an example of what you mean by that? Absolutely. Give me any word that you'd like, Sarah. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, right before Sarah gives me the word, she did not give me it prior to this conversation. So I literally have to create a presentation on the spot and go hard on Sarah. Don't say something like entrepreneurship or confidence. Give me like the most random word you can find that I'll understand. For some reason, the first word that came to me, and I have no idea why, is armadillo. Armadillo. You know what I love about Montreal? Sarah, is that every single day, especially in the summer, the weather is amazing, but something horrible happens in Bethesda. And what happens is the entire temperature freezes. You almost want to curl up like a ball, almost like an armadillo, where you're hiding from the cold, from the craziness that's happening outside. For those of you who haven't been to Montreal in the summer, trust me, it is cold. A lot. Point I want to try is that is the armadillo is such a fascinating creature, don't you find? Where it curls up into a ball. And the reason I bring that up is because a lot of us, when it comes to our dreams, our goals, our ambitions, we curl up like an armadillo. We don't actually push to achieve what we want to do in our lives, except, you know, during the wintertime where it's okay to be an armadillo and just hide inside because it's so cold, especially in the city I'm in. But I encourage everyone listening to this podcast, Sarah, to not curl up like an idea, to open themselves up a little bit, be a little bit more open-minded, because that's where the joy of life comes from. That's that random word I says. Oh, wow. Have you ever done it with armadillo before, or is that like the most random thing you've heard? I think I might have done it once before, oh, but really? definitely not recently. Because <laughs> and, and the point I want to drive with that, Sarah, because I'm glad you asked this question. Because the next question that you'll probably ask me is, well, Brendan, what's the process? What's the steps? And here's my answer. 
before you run, you got to learn how to walk. Think of when you get fitness coaching. Let's say somebody goes to a fitness trainer and says, what should I do? Like, what diet plan should I have? What healthcare strategy? And the guy just looks at you and goes, do you walk every day? He goes, no. Well, how about we start there? So same thing with the random word exercise. Don't compare yourself to me. I've done it 3,000 times. And I am not exaggerating that number 3,000 times in my life. So the first hundred are going to sound something more like this. Oh, I've never gotten an armadillo before. Oh, what's an armadillo again? And you're just figuring it out. So what I always say, Sarah, is we don't get points for doing the exercise well. We get points for doing the exercise a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. I've never even heard of that practice. That's awesome. I'm going to start trying that. Like, you could, I bet you could even like write a whole bunch of words or like go somewhere online and probably some word generator and have it spit out a bunch of different words and like them on postcards or something. And so many ideas now. So you had mentioned that that's the first step of 18. Do you want to go into any of the others or would that be, I mean, it's up to you. Absolutely, sir. I'm, I'm super open, right? That's that's my mission is to help every human being on earth to come and set up tuning as he can't possibly coach all of them. But let's not do all 18, or else that'll be super overwhelming. Right. <laughs> let's do the first three. And the reason the first three are so key, Sarah, because that brings me to ball number four, let's go to four right away, is most people won't do the first three. That's the problem. Okay, the best way to speak, which is ball four, is to speak. So if you want to get the value from this podcast, everyone listening to this, are you booking 15 minutes in your calendar every day to do the random word exercise for five minutes? And then to spend the other 10 doing the other two exercises. Because every person I've coached in my career has never done all three of those things consistently prior to having a conversation. Because they either did not know what those three things were, or they knew it and they weren't doing it. So let's start there. And if you do that, you'll beat most people in the industry, in my opinion. Which brings us to ball number two. The question room. We get asked questions all the time in our life, Sarah. At school, at work on a podcast, on a sales call, but most of us are reactive to those questions. We're not proactive. We wait for the question to come up and go, this is what it is. Give me an example. It's me a few years ago and I started guessing on podcasts. I remember somebody asked the funniest question. said, where does the fear of communication come from, Brendan? And I looked at him and I said, Los Angeles, San Diego. I don't know, man. (laughs) I didn't know the answer because I just got caught off guard, right? So I wasn't being proactive. So what's the strategy? Very simple, Sarah. Every single day, one question a day for five minutes. Write down one question you think the world will ask you on a podcast about your expertise, about your products, about your services, and write out the answer or use a voice recorder on your phone for five minutes and speak out the answer. And if you do that once a day for five minutes for a year, you'll have answered 300 and 65 questions about your industry. And that's why I'm bulletproof on podcasts. There isn't a question that I could ever get asked that I don't know the answer to that's related to my field, obviously. And that's what I encourage people to do. That's a great exercise. Um, Yeah, I have all kinds of ideas of like questions that I think people might ask. And yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen to this and do all these exercises. This is one of those episodes where people need to take notes. (laughs) Absolutely. And then there's not a lot of notes to take. I think that's the best part, right? I've really simplified this for people because I look at every all my thought leadership, right? Everything on my YouTube channel, everything on my socials. And I go, what are the three easiest things out of all of this that people have no excuse implementing? Because sometimes when I used, and I sucked back then, 
I would share, you know, this is the, this exercise, you do this. And then you go, well, I don't have a partner. Let on this, let on that. Whereas with the random word exercise, if somebody goes, I don't have time, you know, my response is there. I go, raise your hand if you shower every day. Because if you don't, we have another problem. But if you do, you got 10 minutes. You can do the random word exercise in your shower. You're just making an excuse not to. Same thing with the question drill. It's really easy to answer a question intentionally every day. It's not hard to do this. It's just people don't do it. Which brings us to ball number three. It's so simple that nobody does it. All you have to do is make a list of the three people, the five people that are the most open-minded they really appreciate that are awesome and ask yourself a simple question what was the last time you sent them a video message just telling them how much you appreciate having them in your life and the answer for all of us is a big fat zero you can always get asked questions sir how do you post on social media my answer is you don't how about you start with the people around you and create an impact for them first and if you do that a few times a day it'll really change the way that you present on camera and you also change a few lives along the way, too. That's an awesome tip. Probably Bonjuro is a good platform for that. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but that's what I've used on occasion for things like that. One of the things that I haven't personally experienced this fear, I think everyone, when about to public speak, they probably get butterflies. But I don't know that I have a fear of it. I haven't really done it. But it's not something that terrifies me. Like, I'm not afraid of it. It kind of more excites me. You know, there's a lot of people that they're afraid of it. It's like one of the biggest fears that a lot of people have. I'm kind of curious, first of all, why that is. And secondly, what someone can do to combat that. Absolutely, Sarah. There's definitely a lot of ways we can go through this. But here's the most important one. I'm scared too. I know that's weird and not helpful for a communication coach to say who helps all these CEOs and stuff, but truth is they accept that there's a difference. The fear is at a different threshold. Example, let's say me and you are getting lunch, Sarah, and somebody calls me. I pick up the phone and it's Elon Musk. And he goes, hey, Brendan, I, I really like you, man. I like your YouTube videos. I like what you did with Sarah. Great episode. Can you coach me tomorrow? I'll fly on my private jet. I'll pay you a million dollars. Would I pass? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would, 100%. And that's okay. So for me, fear is not something we try to remove. It's a relationship we learn to manage like a marriage. So think of it like a boxing match, which has nothing to do with marriage. Obviously, don't fight your significant other. But the point is, is with boxing, one side of the ring is the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the insecurity. I don't want to do this. And by the way, I had a lot of that. I started coaching CEOs when I was 22 years old. I have a crooked left arm. I spent my whole life presenting in a language I didn't know, which was French. And I studied accounting of all things. And then the other side of your fear, the other side of that boxing match, Sarah, is the message. Why does this actually matter to people, to the people around you? And the goal is not for the fear to leave the ring. The goal is to make sure that when that bell rings, your message gets the knockout punch. Your message wins the match. In the same way, the only reason I pressed record was not for my awesome execs. I did it for the 15-year-old girl who can't afford a communication code. Who else is she going to relate to? Is she going to relate to that 60-year-old white dude who has a PhD on YouTube? No, she's only going to relate to me. So I better post those videos. That's a good point to like keep in mind who could be 
benefiting from your speech. You think of it in those terms, it yeah, it takes on kind of a whole new almost like you have a mission, basically. Absolutely. And this is something a concept that's more advanced that I teach called communication why. Hard to figure out in, in one session, but basically it's this question to keep it simple. How would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? Or rather, if you're someone who's more mission-driven, how would the world change if you became an exceptional communicator? It's a hard question to answer, but it's one that I encourage everyone to start thinking about. Because my why is so big that I was able to bust through every door like butter. And the reason actually wasn't like that much like butter at the beginning, but now like butter. And the reason is because the person I'm trying to serve is much bigger than any coaching client I could ever sign. It's about really becoming the next Dale Carnegie. How do I create something that Dale Carnegie couldn't when he was alive because podcasting didn't exist, YouTube videos don't exist. We don't even know what he sounds like, right? And for those who don't know, right, the author of How to Live Friends and Influence People, obviously, right? One of the best selling books of all time. But we don't even know how the guy talks. How does he speak? Whereas me, we don't have that problem. After I'm dead, 100 years from now, people can still study the way that I changed my vocal tones, the way that I talked. And I take that mission very seriously. So because of that, it pushes me to do things that most people in my industry aren't willing to do. Now, when someone's getting started with speaking, do you recommend that they start in a like panel discussion. When I go to different conferences, you have people who are solo speakers, but then you also have people who are like a panel and it's more of an interview style where people chime in when either someone asks them to or they feel like they have an answer to the question. I guess you could consider that a group presentation maybe. What is your opinion on, is it recommended to kind of start that way or does it not really matter? Great question, sir. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. So it's when you're getting started as a speaker, you won't get to the conferences. So don't worry about that. That's not step number one. I would say for me, step number one is pick yourself. So what does that mean from a tangible perspective? So let me tell you my story. Even today, I struggle to get on stages because of my age. So obviously getting on podcasts is really easy for me now. But getting on like a conference stage is still tough. Even if I'm getting paid a good amount of money to speak, it's so hard to fill up my calendar, even with the brand that I have today. And the reason is for a lot of different things. But I think the point that I want to drive is we shouldn't start there or else we won't get starved. I would say for me, the reason I got really good at keynoting really fast had nothing to do with somebody giving me an opportunity when I wish I had one. It was me creating the opportunity for myself. Meaning that if you want to give a keynote on how to be healthier, I encourage you not to wait for the health conference to choose you. I encourage you instead to create a bloody keynote, invite five friends, not five billion, not 50 billion, five on a Zoom call and just do it. Just give the presentation and then get their feedback. My first keynote was in front of two people and then my next one's in front of three and just keep doing it every week. Even today, I do a free workshop every two weeks on communication. And I don't charge people because it keeps me sharp, right? Even today. And that's the mindset that we want to have. Don't worry about the conference picking us. Be so good that the market can't ignore you in the same way that the market ignored you for so long until probably like 18 months ago. And that's okay. There's an opportunity for all of us to win. We just got to take it. 
Oh. Or even like virtual summons maybe would be like the second step, probably. You had mentioned your age. I'm curious then what it, if you don't mind my asking, what is your age? Absolutely super open about that. So I'm currently 26 and I okay. started coaching when I was 19. So oh. I've been in this game for, for seven years now. But yeah, like it was a big struggle for me. And, and this is another point I want to drive, Sarah. And this is something one of my mentors told me. I paid $1,000 to get this one question. He had like a day workshop. I sat there. Most of the workshop was not good. And then he said that one question. And the question is simply this. Are you making an excuse to do the thing or not do the thing? Okay, this is by Daryl Solomon. And the reason he asked that question, Sarah, was because there's 30 executives in the room, CEOs, entrepreneurs. And he said, who's posting on social media? And I was probably one of four people who raised it. Yeah, I'm posting on social media. I'm getting a lot of business from social. And then he looked at the other 26 and he goes, why aren't you all posting on social media? And he called on a few of them. And one of them goes, oh, you know, I'm in the insurance business. You can't really get clients from social media. Then somebody else said, well, I'm in the trucking business. It's a waste of my time. And then he looked at people and he said, 90% of all my business comes from social. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is there's two types of people in the world. The first type of person is going to make every excuse in the book not to do something. Oh, it's 10 p.m. I don't need to work out. I had a long day at work. And then the second type of person will say the same thing. I had a long day at work. It's 10 p.m., but I got 30 minutes. So I'm just going to do a quick workout and I'll go to bed. So the question we all need to ask ourselves, Sarah, is which type of person are we being? So I can tell myself a list of reasons why I shouldn't have started faster. Too young. I don't have a PhD. I have an accounting degree. I have some experience, but not that much experience with executives. Oh, why should I charge people? I should probably just stay like an armadillo and wrap up during the winter and hibernate. Or I could write out every reason why I should. Why are communication coaches so selfish? They have all these lead funnels and they're not really sharing anything for free and openly. And they're not answering all the questions that they're being asked. That's one. Two, how are young people supposed to relate to 50-year-olds? That doesn't make any sense. What about visible minorities? A lot of these people are white. Like, how are you supposed to relate to these people? And four, I cared more. Because I coached for free for three years before I ever charged somebody for it. And that level of care is something nobody in my industry had. I still say yes to podcasts. Obviously, you have a lot of success in your second grad. But I still say yes to something of like two downloads. Because I really care. And those reasons were more than enough. So every time my executives, which they don't, for what they used to, they go, okay, you're young. What do you know about communication? You know what I say, Sarah? I look at them straight in the eyes with 100% certainty. And I go, let's make a list. I got a broken left arm. I'm a 22-year-old kid. I have a successful YouTube channel, coach all these executives, and I still take action. What's your excuse? You have a lot more experience than I do. You're a lot more wiser. You have a lot more time than I do. Why aren't you posting on social? And that's usually what gets sent to Dan. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, kind of like the whole imposter syndrome thing and getting over those hurdles. Let's talk about that because I think that's super relevant. Mm -hmm. So I've struggled a lot with imposter syndrome. I'm probably like the the anointed king of imposter syndrome. Because I, I used to coach people. I mean, I think I still do. But back then, I was coaching people that worked longer in the company that I was alive. Mm. Right? So, and, and the reason I say that is to inspire people. Because my CEOs know this. Right? Like I live, I'm super open. I still live in my mom's basement, even if I'm very successful at this. All my CEO clients all know that. And that's okay. But the reason I mentioned that is because I have the cure. And the cure is actually really simple. So let's use you as an example, Sarah. Where do you live? Just give me like a city. Dallas. Dallas, right in Texas. So let's say I came to Dallas, which I've never been to, but hopefully I come there someday. 
And I come to Dallas and I say, hey, I'm in the city, Sarah. What should I do? You'll probably tell me, right? You'll be like, oh, you got to check out this restaurant. Oh, the beach here is amazing. Oh, you got to go to this conference. You got to go to this. You'll probably give me some idea of what I should do, right? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. In the same way that if you came to Montreal, where I live in Canada, you said, hey, Brandon, I'm in the city crew. What should I do? I'll definitely tell them. Say, oh, you got to go to this chicken place. Unless you're vegan, then don't go to that chicken place. And then go to this attraction, go do this. But don't you find that bizarre, Sarah? Because we're not tour guides. Our parents aren't the mayors of Dallas or Montreal. One of these days, I'll be wrong, but for the most part. And the key is we still openly share. We run our mouths without even thinking. We don't even wonder. Hey, am I an expert? Should I share this information? I don't want to bring Brendan to the wrong restaurant in Dallas. Am I a Yelp expert reviewer here? Am I a food blogger? We don't consider that. So why is it that with some pieces of information, we just blab. We go blah, 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 blah. Just do this. Go to this restaurant. And then when it comes to our expertise, the thing we actually spend time honing, we hesitate. And the answer is simple. What does being an expert even mean? A lot of people think expertise is PhD degrees, master's degrees. Whereas for me, Sarah, the definition has always been the same. Are you one step ahead of the next person in that specific thing? In the same way, you could probably teach me a ton about frugal entrepreneurship that I don't know of. Hey, Brent, you can save your money this way. You could do this. It's like, oh, I didn't know this. In the same way that you, I can teach you a little bit about communication. And that's the cure. The cure to imposter syndrome is to start with the people you're comfortable serving first. Yeah, sure, I'll brag all day about my CEOs, but I didn't start there. I started with 15-year-old girls and boys because that's what I was comfortable with. Then I started coaching people my own age, and then I went straight to executives. Why? Because a lot of my friends, sir, were in their early 20s, and they were starting a lot of technology startups, and a lot of those CEOs young. So that's how I filled my executive clientele and then i aged up but you got to start that's the most important piece i love that kind of like the concept of starting ugly like you you got to start somewhere regardless of what it is everyone has to start somewhere <laughs> i love that i never heard that before I just, I that. is that from you no there's actually a book called start ugly which is kind of where i got the that concept from but i think it's I don't know if that's his own. It's by Chris Kremitzos. He's the uh, he puts on the Podfest conferences, but I don't know if that was his idea or not. But that's where I got it anyway. <laughs> Interesting. I've never I've never heard of that, so it's, it's a great lesson for me as well. Love that. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. Was there anything else that we hadn't really touched on that you wanted to talk about? Absolutely, sir. You know, I'll end with this. The goal here, going back to the tip we shared earlier. The best way to speak is to speak. If you're the person who's getting results today, because you invested 20, 30 minutes of your time to watch this podcast, it means you got 15 minutes a day to practice. So I encourage all of you to book 15 minutes tomorrow, every single day. Random word exercise for five minutes. Do this with your kids if you got any. When they're picking up from school, bringing them home. When you're eating dinner with them, do that a few times a day. Do the question drill once a day. And send a few messages, video messages to the people that you love. And I promise you, you will see growth in your communication skills. Well, awesome. And I'll be sure to do that myself, actually. And then if people want to learn more about you, they can go to mastertalk.ca or rockstarcommunicator.com. 
I'll also have show notes to everything, including like a YouTube channel at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash master talks. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack, connect with fellow listeners, share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.